May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. So this Sunday's Gospel lesson is the beginning of a series of parables that we will be hearing over the next several weeks. They're plain little stories. They're about everyday life. They're stories that are based in the real everyday world that Jesus lived in. Women baking bread, fishermen, and farmers. People going about their daily lives living in an occupied country. Stories with layers of meaning. Stories that spoke to the here and now of God's kingdom. Jesus uses parables to explain the unexplainable to his listeners. Many of the parables that we will hear will use the phrase, the kingdom of God is like. The kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground. Timeless stories that are still speaking to us today. Let anyone with ears listen. So today, we are hearing the story of the parable of the sower. And it's a familiar one. A farmer goes out to sow, and some of the scattered seeds being gobbled up by the birds, some of the seed falling on rocky ground. It springs up quickly, only to be scorched by the sun. Other seeds are thrown among the thorns, and they're choked out. But the seed that is scattered in the good soil grows in abundance. In this parable, Jesus goes on to explain to his befuddled disciples what it means. He describes that the seeds are like those who hear the words of the kingdom of God, but they just don't understand the words. And what they hear doesn't make an impression. Others hear the word, but what But at the first sign of difficulty, they forget what it is they've heard. And others hear the word, but are more interested in the trappings of wealth, pleasure, or power. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the person who hears, receives, and understands the word, and is rewarded greatly. So years ago, I had the opportunity to travel to Iona, It's an island off the coast of Scotland. The island is only one mile wide and four miles long. It consists of one small village and exactly one pub, which was very important. (laughs) But it's also a place of retreat and prayer for hundreds of years for pilgrims and tourists It's a windswept island with very few trees, and the few trees that are there, they're around the parish church. And the trees all lean in the direction that the wind blows. On the eastern side of the island, it consists of rock and rocky outcroppings, and you clamber carefully over these rocks heading to the beach to look for the green stones that are peculiar to the island of Iona. And as you're doing this, you begin to notice in a few of the crevices and the rocks and the boulders, sheltered from the wind, warmed by the sun, that there are the most exquisite tropical orchids growing. Unexpected and so incredibly beautiful. 
seeds that are sown on rocky ground. And right here, the cathedral is going to have an opportunity to be part of a community garden that will break ground at Garfield Elementary School this fall. It's our partner school right down the street at Roosevelt and 13th Street. It's a school where over 90% of the kids attending receive some type of federal or state assistance. And if you've been there, and I know a lot of you have, to, to volunteer at some of our events there, you've seen that the dirt is it's hardened, it's hardened dirt and it's barren. But a garden is going to grow with vegetables and fruit trees and flowers for the children and for the community. It's going to provide food, education, hope, and joy. And we, this community, is going to get to be partners with the Garfield School and the neighbors to help a vibrant garden grow, seed sown in dry and arid places. So the parable we hear today and the parables over the next several Sundays are are stories of alternative community that are available to those who follow God. They are stories that have unexpected twists and endings. They draw the listener in, turning the world upside down and inside out. The parables are resistance language to the current political realities of the first century or in the 21st century. They tell of a new world order, not a world in the distant future, but right here, right now, stories that are ushering in the kingdom of God, a world of compassion and justice, not a world governed by domination and violence. So in today's gospel lesson, we hear about seed and soil and rocks and birds and grain, all common elements to Jesus' first century listeners and to us today. All those elements combined to tell this subversive story, announcing the presence and teachings of Jesus that we're changing the landscape of God's world forever. The kingdom of God is at hand. Let anyone with ears listen. Hear then the parable of the sower. We try to read and understand these stories from our own worldview. And we live in a world of competition comparison, and judgment. So we reduce this story to the obvious question. What kind of soil am I? What can I do to change it? Because I don't know about you, but when I hear this parable, I immediately begin to worry about where I fit into the story. Exactly what kind of soil am I? Then I start worrying about What is it that I need to do to improve myself, to change, to be a better person, to be stronger, braver, smarter, more deserving? Or do you hear the story 
and you start to look around and wonder, where does my neighbor fit into this story? Or do you look around and think, I know exactly where my neighbor fits in this story? We judge our neighbors on what kind of soil we think they are, and we know that they can't change. But I don't think that this parable is about us, what kind of soil we are, what we have to do to change, to be better, to be more deserving. It's not about who we decide is deserving or not. It's not just a story about you or me. We are not at the center of this story. It's about that crazy farmer who is front and center in this parable, spreading seed willy-nilly in every possible direction without thought or planning. But even if we know nothing about farming, we would know that this is just plain foolish. It's a waste of seed. We would know that you need to sow the seed into the rich soil, avoiding the rocks, avoiding the pathways, and avoiding the barren and thorny areas. But if these parables are offering an alternative to the world we live in today, if they are about the inbreaking of the kingdom of God right here and right now, then perhaps the parable of the sower is really about God and his absolute and extravagant generosity throwing seeds everywhere and anywhere, including the rocky and seemingly barren places in this world and in our lives. On a windswept island off the coast of Scotland, in the hard-packed school, hard-packed ground of the local school, in refugee camps, in homeless shelters, in detention centers and prisons, for you and for me, in the cities and towns, everywhere, with the least, the lost, and the lonely. God's world will take root and flourish in places we least expect it, reminding us once again that God's vision of the world is much bigger and much more inclusive than ours. We hear this parable, and we are amazed at the extravagance of the sower and how he is wasting the seed. But who are we to say that the seed is being wasted? How can we know? How do we know who is deserving and who is not? We don't, and we never will. It's never been our job to decide who is in, who is out, who is worthwhile, and who is not. Jesus understands that God does not play by our rules. His God is a generous God. He allows the sun to shine on both the just and the unjust. We are being given the opportunity to live the life that God is calling us to. As one writer says, those who pray, your kingdom come, might want to take some responsibility in that process and work 
in partnership with God, seeking out the lost, those that are hurting, living each day to the fullest in this alternative community of God's kingdom, one that is based on abundance and not on scarcity, justice and not on violence and oppression, love for each other and not fear of the other. There is no judgment or condemnation in a story. God just keeps flinging out grace without judgment, without expectation. God doesn't stop because we aren't perfect. He's not stingy. He's not cautious or judgmental. And he's not even very practical. One writer says that God is a high-risk sower, relentlessly and indiscriminately throwing out seed everywhere. And I find that both incredibly comforting and a challenge. Because the good news for you and for me is that God keeps sowing generously, extravagantly, even in the most, the least promising places, And we are promised that this sowing will produce an abundant harvest. And we can respond to this generosity of grace and love by living our lives each day fully and compassionately with charity and with justice and a passionate desire to love one another as we are so loved. God keeps reaching into his seed bag, throwing out seeds of grace and love in every direction for you and for me, for the least, the lost, and the lonely. He keeps throwing out the seeds as if there are enough seeds to last forever and forever. That there's enough for everybody, everywhere. And there are. Let anyone who has ears listen. Amen.